0: I got to ask you, you're working on new songs. Did you guys ever do like a sequel to 18 in life? Cause I want to know like, 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 or maybe we'll do the ballad of 18 in life because like Ricky, who is Ricky? What happened to Ricky? And I know you probably told the story, but I no, know we,
1: that's the first time. I've ever been asked that question. And in, in that song has been around for 35, 36 years now. Um, 37 years, 36, And uh, so we have talked about that, Rachel and I. Rachel was the one who brought it up. But not, it was weird. Not in the way that you had just presented it, but the way that you just presented it is really, really cool. If you see a song on, on one of our records and it says the ballad of Ricky or a ballad of 18 of life, you can know that it, it started with you.
0: One, you're an artist on record, your ultimate intimate conversation with your favorite artist. And if it's your first time here, if it's your first time here, you know what you got to do. Subscribe, hit the bell to be reminded so you don't miss any other episodes. And if you want to see this episode, unedited, uncut, we have a VIP all access backstage pass in Patreon we have a part of that interview i'm going to share with you guys from skid row dave snake sabo in the house we're going to talk to him about the gangs all here and also 18 in life what happened to ricky that's coming up don't touch that dial it all starts now kids I'll take that, man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a really good idea, man. That's a really good idea. I like that. I'm going to bring it up to Rachel after I get off with you. You know what? It's because never me personally, I've never thought of the idea of evolving a story that was previously created like there's a we we make little references to our past and to the past of songs here and there you know uh mentioning uh vicky in the gangs all here and, uh, some other stuff um but i've never thought about the evolution of a song that's really well,
0: interesting. It's, it. It fits the band because Eric, this video of 18 and Life, and he brought new life to you guys. So it just fits like the ball of Ricky. Where is he now? Because now you got Eric, giving the conclusion.
1: To to the ball of- wow, the ball. dude, that is really really cool. That's really cool. You got my wheels spinning, man.
0: Who was Ricky uh, related to the song?
1: Okay. The original song started out. Uh, I had the riff. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, it's a simple little thing. We were in a music store. And I said, Ray, check this out. Uh, I had... Ricky was a young boy. He had a heart of gold and it was about my brother who went to Vietnam and fought in a Vietnam war. He was essentially the person that raised me up until that point. I was about seven when he left. It was about nine when he came back and he was a different person. Thank God he came back. It was just different. It was heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, he's a, fully functioning adult with a beautiful family and everything like that. It wasn't, it was just things were different. And I was so insecure and impressionable at that age uh, that I could sense it. And it was probably really, really magnified by the fact that I was so young that I could see the difference in him. He wasn't, wasn't that happy, joyous person anymore. Everything seemed to be like he was masking something, some trauma or, or hurt or pain. So it started out about being there, but we couldn't get the story right. We just couldn't get it. Nothing that we were coming up with was doing the idea of the story any justice to where we we felt strongly about. So we switched gears and started writing a fictitious story um and it we kept the name Ricky, changed heart of gold to heart of stone, and started developing this teenage tragedy if you will and uh it wasn't a direct reference to any one person in particular it was just i think kind of a a mirror of 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 uh, some of the things that might have been going on that still go on unfortunately yeah um so i think maybe why that the reason why that song uh was held dear to a lot of people was because it it touched upon something that may have been familiar to them in some way they could personally relate to it uh, on a uh, on an emotional level where uh somehow struck a chord. accidents will happen they all heard Ricky say. and again the intention at the very beginning is to please yourself and hope that everybody else gets it. And sometimes Mm. it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but it's got to start. I can't emphasize that enough. It's got to start with making you happy first, like telling, saying what you want to say. And you know what? Like there there's, we have an amazing partnership, you know, Rachel and I, because we'll go back and forth and go back and forth with ideas and, and, and there don't be times where I'll go, dude, I'm not feeling that. And if he's really, really feeling it, like, like, like kind of like trust me on this one, you got it. You know, we have deference in that way uh, where we're respectful uh, of each other's uh, abilities And uh, intuitiveness to understand what will work best for the particular song in the framework of Skid Row. Because there'll be times we'll have something like, we're, where I'll be like, I love this so much. And then we'll kind of take a step back and go, that's not for us. Um, And there'll be times where, you know, I'll play something I'm like, ah. And he's like, dude, there's something there. Let's pursue that. And, you know, that's the great thing about our partnership is that I think we both have qualities that maybe uh, are stronger than the other guy might have. Like, he's absolutely a much better lyricist than I am. Uh, but I fill the gaps in other areas. And so,
0: complement each
1: other. Well, that's the whole thing. That's, and that's we're, we're thing. really, really respectful of that. Um, it plays a huge role in being able to complete a song, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you got two guys sitting there that are banging heads, and their egos are such that you know my idea is the best, no matter what. Then you're not going to get anything done as a, as uh, as a pair, uh, as partners. And so, but I think we built up so much trust over the years with each other that uh, it really makes the process. I don't want to say easier, but much more fulfilling for sure.
0: I mean, when you look at 18 Life and just look at their lyrics, I have them right here. Even without the music, it's just so powerful, the words. And you talk about your brother and no good at home. He walked the streets a soldier and he fought the world alone. Yeah. And now it's cool. Yeah. I mean, come on. it's.
1: Yeah, I know. Heavy. It's I heavy know.
0: when you just take in those words alone, you know?
1: I know. I, and, and I appreciate that. And and it is it is heavy. It's a heavy story. Um, and like I said, the, the, I don't, we never could have imagined the impact that song would have on our lives to this day. Certainly. I mean, it, it was really funny. I remember we were in a studio demoing that with Michael Wagner and I remember it was still in its very raw stages. The song was written, uh, but the instrumentation wasn't where to where it was uh, with the final cut on the record, and I remember calling up job ja on jovi and 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 saying saying, "Dude, I know this is a weird question, but have you ever gotten like goosebumps from your own songs?" and uh he's like, "Yeah, once in a while, why I go because it just happened to me for the first time ever with our own music." Um, and I, it it had only been everybody else's music that gave me goosebumps. That's why I play music was for that payoff. And I couldn't believe, like, I remember exactly where I was sitting when I felt it. And I remember where I was sitting when I called him, and it was in this studio that was owned by Kramer. Um, I forget, I forget the name of it. It was on route 34, I believe. Um, yeah route 34 and it was a great really cool studio and uh w- w- I heard the playback and I got goosebumps and I was like and but I, I to be honest with you I was so damn naive and unsure of myself that I could never have imagined that it would have any impact at all uh much less how it still existed and uh it's thought about to this day, 18, to go, 18. It's
0: crazy, it's it is crazy, and it's just crazy how that song in another form came back in f- full circle.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like the, the,
0: a new singer,
1: yeah. It's just it's it's wild, oh, it, like I said again. Like I, I used the word serendipitous before, and it's truly what this whole thing with Eric has been. It's just I, I can't explain it any other way. Uh, you know, I believe that there is, you know, there is absolutely a power greater than us out there in, in, totally. in the ether somewhere. But uh I, I just have to think that, you know, one day someone let you know what I think today's gonna be their lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was dave snake sable and if you enjoyed this episode and you want to see it unedited uncut check out vip all access backstage pass in patreon you can check this out and many great other episodes in the meantime make sure you give us a thumbs up subscribe i am stefan you guys are all beautiful remember it's only rock and roll and we like it and who loves you, baby we do